it's really a variety of different things where kids can hone in on their own creativity and their own skills and create a great event that they are interested in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Connecting ALS. I am one of your hosts, Mike Stevenson, joined by my co-host in North Carolina, Jeremy Holden. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How you doing this week? I am doing well, thank you. We are in May. It is ALS Awareness Month, and we have some great things planned, some, some excellent content coming out, not just on the podcast, but on the association blog as well. I know you're putting a lot of that together, some, some cool things coming out from the association this month. Yeah, we're, we're excited as we are every year for ALS Awareness Month. And this year, uh, we talked about this a bit last week, but really digging into those moments that are important to people and that really kind of make up the tapestry of life. And, and hearing from people in the community, the moments that matter to them, the, the things that, that make them hopeful and, and make, make them continue fighting. And so very, very excited to continue to bring those stories on all of our various platforms. But, but this week, we're, we're, we're going young. And we're going to talk about the kids. And I'm very excited. This is a bit of a passion of mine. I've been I've worked very closely uh, over the years with our guests this week. Yeah, we talked to Rebecca Wetzel, who was the mind behind the original ALS Youth Action Day a few years ago, about some of the ways that the program and event has evolved over the years and how she and others are still encouraging youth to get involved in the fight against ALS. And there's been some really interesting and creative things done and, and there's more coming this year of course ALS Youth Action Day is going to be Saturday May 15th and you can find out more about that at als.org or at your local chapter of the ALS Association and Rebecca will get into all of that but it was uh, it was cool to connect with Becky again and hear about sort of what they're planning for this year Jeremy. Yeah, like all of us last year, uh, Becky pivoted and, and her engagement uh, shifted to an online platform and an online step. Still engaged with youth activism, but uh, shifting that to the digital space. And, and really, you know, Mike, when I think about Gen Z, when I think about the younger millennials, uh, they live digital. So nothing new for them to engage in, in social activism and, and awareness raising campaigns online. Uh, and really looking forward to hear and, and bring to our, our listeners what Becky did last year and what they have in mind for this year. Let's listen back to our interview with Rebecca Wetzel now. We are excited to be joined today by Rebecca Wetzel, a name that some of you may recognize as she is the visionary behind ALS Youth Action Day, which is coming up again on May 15th of this year. Rebecca, thanks for being with us on Connecting ALS. Thanks for having me. I am excited to be here and hopefully can encourage some new participants in the ALS Youth Challenge. Definitely. It is great to have you here and I remember the very first ALS Youth Action Day way back in 2018, I believe it was, and the positive event that that was and the impact that it had. Can you remind our listeners kind of where the original inspiration came from and why you and your family decided it was time to get more young people involved in the fight against ALS? Sure. Um, I'll take you on a little journey with my history within six years old. And at that time, I lost my grandfather to the disease. And if I think back to my six-year-old self, it's a while back, but I can mm. sort of remember. I remember being kind of confused at that time why my grandfather couldn't pick me up and couldn't throw a ball with me anymore. And then when I was in my 20s, I unfortunately lost my father to the disease as well. Mm -hmm. And again, when I looked back, I remember feeling kind of helpless at that time 
feeling like not a lot of people kind of understood what I was going through. And then about five years ago, my aunt was diagnosed with FTD, which um, for anyone who's not sure what that is, it's a um, form of dementia genetically linked to ALS. And when she was diagnosed, I started talking with my two young daughters and they wanted to do something to help. So they came up with the idea of having iced tea stands because they had experienced the ice bucket challenge and they kind of played off the idea of ice and they thought it would be great if they could have iced tea stands. So that's kind of where it all started. And from watching my two young daughters at that time, they were four and six, be very engaged and enthusiastic about helping others um, and just really love the process of taking the steps to not only fundraise, but to really raise awareness for ALS. When they were out on Main Street, they had strangers coming up and asking them what ALS was, and they were really able to just bring a whole new community into the fight. In fact, after that first IC stand, my older daughter told me at the end that it was better than Disney World because she was helping other people. So I just thought if I could give that platform to other youth, what a great opportunity that would be for them. So given that background, I'm also an educator. So I truly believe in the power and the potential of youth to be agents of change. So given that background, I knew that I wanted to do something to help the youth within this ALS community. Yeah, and Becky, obviously successful enough that the Ice Tea Challenge was featured on the Today Show. Uh, you're able to bring the Ice Tea stand to the halls of Congress and 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 sell some iced tea over there. Talk to us a little bit about how it expanded from Ice Tea to multiple different ways that that kids, that teenagers, that young people can engage in in raising awareness and raising support for the fight against ALS. Right. So the success was tremendous for the ice tea stands. And that really spoke to just when you start anything within your communities and just start by asking for help, I think anyone will be amazed by how many people want to help out Mm. and want to get involved. Once I saw how many kids wanted to be involved and Some of these kids did not have any connection to ALS. They were people within the girls' classes or within their Girl Scouts. I really wanted to think expansively about how to expand it. So I came up with the idea for a bigger platform, which could tap into kids' interest in different ways. Because, of Mm. course, you know, if if you're 13 or 14, you probably don't want to have an icy stand. Or you may, Um, (laughs) but you might be more involved with your lacrosse team, or you might be a runner and you want to hold a race. So I knew from my experience being an educator that, of course, kids have a wide variety of interests. And so I wanted to give them a platform which would allow them to tap into those interests Mm. and show them how they can take their interests and turn them into awareness or fundraising campaigns. Overall, through the whole process, though, I really wanted to keep the youth challenge focused on helping youth and helping youth who are going through this horrible, difficult time of ALS within their own families. And so I wanted the task that they would undertake with the youth challenge to really empower them so that as they chose an activity and they create these ideas, they would be taking the steps so that they'll feel empowered 
And so that the youth challenge would support youth so that they would feel a sense of success. When I go back and think about my six-year-old self, I know that, or even my 20-year-old self, I often felt helpless against ALS. It seemed to be just so overpowering within my family. And while I could help take care of my dad at the time, it didn't seem like I was making headway into making a difference against the disease. So I wanted the Youth Challenge to really give kids the sense of success by creating a simple awareness campaign or a fundraiser. Hopefully then they'll feel like they've accomplished something against this disease. And finally, I wanted to help youth by really connecting them. Again, if they feel like they're isolated within their own towns or schools, um, by utilizing these events, they can reach out to their community and they'll start to realize that they're not alone and that there are lots of people who around who will want to help them. And additionally, as they go on social media and post about the Youth Challenge, they'll also be connected across the United States to a larger group who have experienced ALS within their own families and their own lives and see that, you know, if you're in New Jersey and you do the ALS challenge, there might be someone in California who's complete, competing the ALS Youth challenge and they'll really be connected to that larger group. It's such a great idea, Becky, and it's been uh, inspiring to see it grow the way that it has and see all of the creativity on display uh, from the youth involved. And, and I like that you touched on uh, two elements, you know, the, the feeling of helplessness and uh, wanting to be part of a success in this fight is being so important. And, and we do, we hear that a lot from those involved and, and wanting to, to make a difference and feel like there's something tangible that they can do that will help us create a world without ALS. And that's very much what Youth Action Day and these activities are bringing. What do you have planned for this year specifically, Becky? Are there, are there kind of new and different things you're trying or is it more still about letting the youth choose what works best for them and kind of seeing their ideas come to life? Well, we've had to pivot a little bit the last two years, of course, as everyone has to do with COVID. And so we've tried to take a lot of the events to be more virtual. My children, of course, couldn't do ice tea stands in the past year. Yeah, <laughs> we, tr- right. we tried to do one online. It kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we actually last year, the girls know that every 90 minutes, someone's diagnosed with ALS. So last year, we were able to, with the, their school, do something called the 90 for 90 challenge. Mm. And so what we tried to do is have 90 of their friends sign up to do 90 ac- of one activity. So mm. my older daughter did 90 free throws because she loves to play basketball. My younger daughter did 90 sit-ups which for her took a couple different tries, but we got there. (laughs) And then we sent that out over email because we were all virtual at that time. And we had different girls uh, from the school sign up to do different activities. So some did 90 cartwheels, some did 90 lacrosse shots on goal. It was just a different way to get the kids involved and to be aware of ALS. Really great event and it, it hashtag friendly, uh, which is so important in digital activations. So uh, interested, lo- looking forward to seeing that happen again this year. 
any hints on what the 90 for 90 is going to be? Are, are there conversations underway about what either the girls will be doing or their friends, what 90 um, reps of something? I think they are now interested in field hockey. So we might be doing 90 shots with field hockey or 90 volleyball passes because we've um, expanded past our interest in just basketball. So um, <laughs> whatever their interests are, it easily translates and um, the older girls at the school, their coaches were very happy with this event because it helped them do lots of practice. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking it's 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 good coaching. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's such a cool idea. And and like you just said, whatever they are interested in, they can turn it into into something great and then something that gives back to their community and into the fight against ALS. For those that are interested, Becky, um, you know, parents and as well as kids and the youth that want to get involved, where should they be looking to find out more about what's happening for ALS Youth Action Day? So everyone can look to their local chapters. They should have information about the ALS Youth Challenge. They could also look at the ALS Association National web page. And there's a great toolkit that Jeremy helped actually create a few years ago that has all the information in it. It also lists other activities that kids can do, such as writing letters to their Congress, or my younger daughter this year wants to create pictures and letters for ALS patients that we have in our community. Oh, wow. um, other things educate others. You can make a presentation for your school. You can take your talents. If you like to play the piano, you could do a little piano recital and use that to raise money for ALS. It's really a variety of different things where kids can hone in on their own creativity and their own skills and create a great event that they are interested in. Yeah, I, I love the versatility in meeting kids where they are and, and allowing them to incorporate what they do and what they're passionate about into being a you know a, a cause for change. Becky, you touched earlier on the opportunities for people who aren't necessarily don't maybe think of themselves as part of the ALS community, but expanding opportunities for them to get engaged in addition to empowering people whose lives have been touched by ALS. And, and as we're here just talking during ALS Awareness Month, talk a little bit about the opportunities to take something like the Youth Challenge and bring ALS awareness to new audiences and new communities. I think the Youth Challenge really lends itself to bringing visibility of ALS into whole new communities. So for example, the girls asked their school if they could hold an event during one of the athletic teams. It was lacrosse the first year that we did it. So during halftime, we played some games with the younger girls who came, the concession stand, we sold you know, cookies that said ALS on them. And then we had signs that explained what ALS was. So that expanded to the older girls who were playing the lower cross game and their parents, and additionally to anyone who came, who else came from the school community. The iced tea stand, as I mentioned earlier, as you hold your iced tea stands with permission from your towns in different areas, you can have a whole new visibility to just people who are passing by. And it will drive new people to know about ALS. But also, you'll be amazed by the number of people who will come by and say, 
I lost my uncle to ALS. Oh my gosh, I lost my, a friend to ALS a few years ago. And so you'll get to meet other members of the community who might not be as involved with different nonprofits with the ALS Association, but are still connected to the disease and want to be able to share their story and feel connected with you. That's so great. I just have one more short story to share. Um, this was from a parent of the Girl Scout troop that my children were in who also participated in one of the iced tea stands that we had. Sure. And it, it just illuminates how it the youth challenge can bring new people into the fight who might never have been involved before. So she called me one day and she said last night they were having dinner and at the family dinner, they had these little cue cards about different questions to answer just to start initiate conversation at this table. And the cue card for that night was what do you want to be and what do you want to do when you grow up and mm -hmm. so the little girl who had no connection to ALS and the mom actually didn't know what ALS was at that time told her mom that she was going to be the scientist who solved ALS and who cured ALS wow so I just thought that was great this little girl at the time was in first grade it just shows and demonstrates the value of social activism at a young age and how you can bring these new activists to this community and really get them involved and hopefully bring a whole new generation to find a cure for ALS Oh, what a great story and a, and a great way to demonstrate the impact that, that youth can have uh, and, and shaping the future. Thank you again, Rebecca Wetzel, for your time today and for sharing what's coming up on May 15th for ALS Youth Action Day. We're really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds this year. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that we'll have many new youth from five years old, all the way up to young adults, get involved in Youth Action Day and Youth Challenge this year. Just such an inspiring story Becky shared at the end of that conversation. And you just really, it's encouraging to hear how awareness raising campaigns can have an effect, uh, even on kids as young as six, who then become uh, spokespersons within their own family. Uh, just, just so delighted to hear that story. The future of the fight against ALS is in good hands with some of these youth leaders emerging onto the scene and, and bringing their skill and creativity into these efforts. That's going to wrap our show for this week. Thank you all for listening. Remember, you can find Connecting ALS at ConnectingALS.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter this month as well to uh, guarantee you're seeing all of that ALS Awareness Month content. This episode is produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening. We'll connect with you again soon.